Welcome back to Restrictions Do Apply. I'm Emika, or Mika, however you know me, or what ready to get to know me because I'm hoping that I have new subscribers here. Hopefully some people that I don't know. And if you have not shared this podcast or told others to check it out, please do so. I am on um, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, and Spotify for now and I will figure out other ways to be reached so that you guys can share my story because I believe I have a story to tell. Um <clears throat> I am going to kind of, you know, piggyback off of where I was last week and I stopped at uh, my neurology appointment. Um, on a previous episode, I think, I, I don't know if I called it to thine self be true when I realized like how afraid I was to go to the neurologist and to find out what kind of tumor I had and all that stuff. And, you know, all the stuff you worry about before you get somewhere. Um, I was going through all those emotions at one point. Um, also I'm, I want to go a little further back in that episode where I mentioned about uh, the dates and stuff like that. Uh, my sister has been getting on me a lot about the date. I keep getting it mixed up. July 4th was on a Sunday. And July 5th is when I had my seizure. But I also call it interdependence day because um, one of the things about seizures, especially in the state of Texas, if you have a seizure, you can't drive for three months until you, you know, clear of having your last seizure, right? So I haven't been able to drive since that day. And um, so I've had to depend on my family and friends to take me places. My family has been great. They like call me and I don't know if it's because they just love me that much or they think I'm so rebellious that I'll try to drive. But they have like called me like early in the morning. What do you need to do? you know, or when they get off, what do you need to do? Do you need to do anything? And so everybody's been really great. Even <clears throat> my daughter has gone back to school and they call, you know, I, I kind of miss her being here during the day uh, because, you know, I could kind of say, hey, go get me this or go do that. But, you know, overall, I'm still fine. I am an Uber Eats person. I spend a lot with them. And nothing's changed. <laughs> it's just now um, I kind of have a reason to do it. Um, but um, so I use Uber Eats a lot. And I love it when they send me coupons. If you're listening to Uber Eats, hey, I am ready for an ad right here. And um, definitely more coupons because it can get steep. Anyway, so um, that's why I called it Interdependence Day for me. So July 5th was Interdependence Day. And, um, again, why did they send me to Dallas with my sister? Uh, for sure, um, you know, my mom had to work uh, that week. And, again, I wasn't going to listen to my daughter. So it was best that uh, I be with my sister all the time because I would be with her 24 hours. And she knows me enough to know if something's wrong. And she could get me to the doctors and get me to the hospital if necessary. Uh, what I did mention, I did mention, you know, the seizures or us figuring out I had seizures and that I had fallen. And one of the things that both doctors or all the doctors asked, did you go to the hospital? Well, no, I didn't go to the hospital. And I go back into that more when I <clears throat> get to the neurologist appointment. But if any point 
that you fall and hit your head, you should go to the emergency room all the time, every time, because you could uh, you could have a brain bleed easily, and um, it makes no sense not to go and save yourself if you can, right? And um, so, go to the emergency room if that happens. So I left the last episode off of me going to the neurologist's office. And when we do go to the neurologist's office, I'm trying to see what you guys know. So I go to the neurologist's office, me and my mom, and Jordan's driving. My daughter's driving. Um, she sits in the car because, you know, she's not really that sociable or want to. She likes listening to music. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I tell you guys about her driving me there and me complaining about her driving and all that stuff. And her, I know, mom, I know, mom. And that's when I was upset and I started crying. So, again, I have a short attention span, if you guys can't tell already. So what my daughter puts on for me uh, to change my mood was Meg Thee Stallion. <laughs> I'm from Houston. I support her, okay? Uh, and I like trap music or I like wild raunchy music when I need my energy lifted. I know it should be gospel, but I like ratchet music when I need to lift my spirits. Um, when I'm like deep in introspect, I choose gospel. Okay. So that's what you get to know about me. So anyway, she had changed the mood. We get on the freeway. We drive to Montgomery, Texas. Yes, my doctor has all these offices, and this is where she has the closest appointment. So my daughter puts on Meg um, Stallion for me to be able to um, live my spirits, and my mom's getting to hear all this nasty stuff that Megan and the baby are talking about. But whatever. And um, so anyway, we go to the appointment. Um, I've uh, brought my MRI scan. When you have had an MRI and you're meeting neurologists and all that stuff, keep all that stuff together. Keep all your scans together because all of them want to see your scans, right? If they, they want to see all the stuff that's happening or, you know, to go back and look. So I did tell the nurse that I had an MRI scan and um, I tried to email her the notes from the doctor, the radiologist from my first MRI and I don't know, if, I don't think they came out well, but, um, excuse me for a second. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I had to get that out. Um, anyway, um, I'm not able to, haven't figured out quite how to like edit and delete stuff out. So please excuse me if you hear noises or whatever. I'm going to, you know, try to be pretty PG with the noises, <laughs> but um, until I figure this all out, because this is something just in process, right? Um, I'm not great at it yet, but I'm still working on it. Anyway, so get back. We meet the neurologist and we're talking to her and we're telling her about how we got there. And, you know, we've given the MRI to the nurse and everything, the the CD that came and so we're talking to her and then we tell her about, you know, the stuff that happens. So she starts going over with me about the seizure. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's normal. That's a, yeah, that's a seizure. And yeah, you're right. You're not supposed to be driving. Did you go to the hospital? No. Well, you should go to the hospital because you could have had a brain bleed and it's a seizure. They probably would have done an MRI right there in the hospital. Okay. And why didn't you go to the hospital? Oh, there goes my mom. She would, nobody could have made her go to the hospital. She had a horrible attitude, <laughs> you know, mom telling, she's just telling on me. 
And the neurologist is like, yeah, that's normal. Um, people who have seizures are very confused and they, you know, they don't, they, um, they're not aware of what all is happening. And so they may even fight a, fight the paramedics, you know, they just, because they feel, you know, threatened, they don't understand why all of a sudden you're trying to make them, um, see a neurologist, um, not see a neurologist, but see, um, a, um, they're not sure why you're trying to send them to, you know, the hospital, like, you know, they're freaking out. And so, you know, so she agrees with all of that. And so we're talking and going on. And so of course she's going to put me on seizure medicine and she talks about MRIs and everything. And so we're like, well, I have one. You have one? She's, I was like, yeah, we, we have one. We gave to the nurse. So she says, oh, okay, hold on. Let me go look at the MRI. She goes and looks at it. She comes back in and she gets me and my mom. She's like, hey, let me let y'all see it. And so um, for me, you know, even though um, she asked me where we went and I told her, and she was like, okay, well, they have an older machine. So I'm going to take you to a place, send you to a place, refer you to a place with like newer scans. But honestly, I can see clear as day what's going on from this scan. And um, as you, I've told you guys before, I always believed that I should have been a doctor, just never did follow through, right? Um, I had told my mom before that I had considered reading my scan, going and look at it. And she was like, don't borrow trouble. Don't borrow trouble. Don't go look. If I would have looked, y'all, I wouldn't have been able to sleep for days. Okay, so it's good I did not look and I listened to my mom. Um, sometimes it's good to listen to your mom. She's going to rub that in. She is. Anyway. So the doctor sees the scan. She tells us, come in. We look at the scan with her. She's like, okay. So from what I'm looking at, if you're going to have a, a tumor, this is the kind you want to have, right? And um, I'm going to try to say it. I always get it kind of mixed up. But it's called a meningioma, something like that. Um, tumor that it looks like, right? It looks like it's that, which is a good one because it's not something that's attached to my brain. It's something that's sitting on my brain and it's growing and now it's adding pressure to my brain, which is adding swelling to my brain, which is triggering the seizures. And so it looks like something that can be taken without, you know, per se, altering my brain. And, you know, you can see the swelling and all of that stuff. And so, um... She's like, we can have surgery or we could do this and we could do that or we could leave there or, you know, God could just make it disappear. Right. And so she uh, says that. And as we're walking back to the room, my mom says, oh, it's very good to see that you're a believer. And my doctor's like, oh, yeah, definitely. Would you like me to pray with you guys? And she prays with us before we leave. Right. Um, I don't know if I mentioned before, but my first doctor's office, like they have a prayer wall and a prayer box. You can put prayers in and they'll pray for you. This doctor, um, they're my doctor, my surgeon, not, I'm sorry, not my surgeon, but my neurologist prays with us. Now, mind you, um, I'm going back again. I'd prayed for myself this, that morning and pray that, you know, I have a decent doctor or whatever, that we are all collaborative, that we can work together beyond egos because I think I know a lot of stuff too and doctors can be arrogant and all that stuff so I wanted someone that that definitely that we can have a collaborative um, relationship and then when my mom's and her friend prayed with me 
same thing that we'd all collaborate and be able to do well. And then my doctor, my neurologist prays fairly similar prayer, right? And for healing and all of that stuff. And so, you know, what a way to end an appointment. Like we're like super happy. So she, at this point, subscribes to me, um, my seizure medicine and to steps of taking it. Um, she's subscribed some steroids to reduce the spoiling on my brain. Then she also scheduled something called the EEG where they'll measure my brain waves and all that stuff and try to um, watch my seizure patterns, right? And so, you know, all this stuff is scheduled and after we leave and then we head home and I'm in a good mood. I'm like super duper happy. You know, my daughter doesn't know one way or another. She just knows we have the appointment. So at this point, because again, she didn't hear anything. She didn't notice any other crying, whatever. I hadn't told them. I hadn't told my mom, my sister, my sister was out of town. I didn't tell my kids um, or anybody else because I needed to be able to process where I was. And more importantly, I don't believe in like adding any more stress to people or stuff without being able to give answers because it would have just made me um, even freak out more. I'm not well if my family isn't well. So I need to make sure they're comfortable and, and they're moving forward. My kids, my um, my mom, my sister, everybody knows. I even care for the frogs there in my backyard to make sure I don't disrupt them too much. That's just the person that I am. I can be rough too. It's so weird how caring I could be on one side and flipping I could be on the other. So don't try me, okay? Okay. Anyway, um, so we're we're headed home, um, and Jordan's driving. And so I um, text my son. I was like, "Hey, we need to talk. I need to talk to you guys. Um, can you be at the house at you know? Can can you be available at twelve? And he's like, "Yeah. Do I need to come home, or can we be on the phone?" I said, "Do you want to come home?" And he says, "Hmm. The the fact that you're asking me says." I need to come home. So I'll be there at 12. I say, okay. So I tell my mom, my sister, okay, you know, my son Landon will be there. I'm saying my son Landon because you guys didn't know. Um, Landon will be there at 12. And at this point, it freaks Jordan out because she realizes that something's wrong or could be wrong that I need to talk to them. So she's driving and all of a sudden, I can tell she's accelerating because she's stressed and she's going about 90 miles an hour at this time. Okay. Yeah. The results may be scary, but you don't need to kill us right now. Okay. (laughs) So I, I started to rub her leg and I'm like, baby, it's okay. It's okay. I'm okay. Okay. Just slow down. Let's be calm. Let's get careful. Be careful. And get home. I'm going to talk to you guys, like, you know, about everything that's going on. It's okay, okay? And, you know, I'm at this point kind of crying. And she's, like, dropping a tear because, you know, I freaked her out, right? I haven't told her anything. So, um, I get home. Her, 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 She's sitting there waiting. Her brother comes. And he sits right next to me. She's, like, leaning over the couch. And then I tell them that I have a brain tumor. And... And, you know, but I'm trying to go real fast, like, hey, but the doctor says, you know, it may be a great, you know, it may not be a bad thing and da, 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 you know, trying to calm them down because 
they have some experience with someone having um, brain cancer and I don't want them to connect the two. And if you know me, y'all know I'm kind of connecting the two in a crazy, quacky kind of way, but not in the fact of my children thinking that what they see in that experience is what I'm going to have. Because truth be told, I can be dumped this like with the quickness. And if if God sees fit for my story of a brain tumor to be six weeks, I'm cool with that. In and out, boom, boom, boom. I don't care. I don't, this shit could just be a crazy, another crazy story in my life for Mika because I have crazy stories, right? So, you know, that's how I'm trying to format that conversation with my kids. And, you know, then my mom starts telling, she doesn't need more stress. You guys make sure you take care of your business. Don't worry her if you, you, you know, can help it. And she can't drive. And, you know, my mom's doing the, the grandma, mama fussing at the kids to let them know what what they're not gonna do right so we do that then I um after I talk to my kids um I have to talk to my sister my nephew now mind you because I've made my mom keep these secrets um it's been really hard right for her to find people that she could talk to about it because I was like okay well you could talk to this person or you could talk to that person because I know my mom needs to have somebody to process it with but I didn't really want her to tell my sister because my sister's out of town. And, you know, when we were little, she was rough. She used to say she peed in my Mountain Dew and all that stuff. Yeah, I'm telling. But as adults, we're pretty close. And I know she would have freaked out if she would have known I had a tumor. would have left a whole family in Florida. And, and so I didn't want her to know until I knew something. And um, my nephew was also out of town and he had been like checking and he was like he knew that I hadn't been answering like certain questions and stuff. So he's like sending me eyes like I'm checking on you. What's up? Like something's going on like you're not saying. And so I know I have to tell him too, um, you know, after this appointment. So I um, go ahead and call my sister, see what she's doing, see how calm she is. And we go ahead and tell her what's going on and tell her to breathe. And that the reason I didn't tell her ahead of time is because I wanted her to enjoy her trip with her family, that it was an important time and she needed that break. And I didn't want her to try to fly out and blah, 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 blah. She's not happy with me. She's kind of mad, kind of like Jordan's mad. Like, I cannot believe you sat here and didn't tell me anything. And I'm right here in the house. That's how Jordan felt. And my sister's like, okay, you haven't told me anything. We've been talking off and on all this time. You haven't told me anything. But again, I don't want to add any undue stress on anybody if I can help it. Right. So I don't. And, um, so we tell her and then I let my mom talk to her and my mom tells her, you know, what the deal is and everything. Um, and then, um, I hadn't told my dad at this time, right? Because I still wanted to be able to tell him something, you know, my parents are older and, you know, I just didn't want to add any undue stress on my dad in California. And so I hadn't told, I didn't tell him because I still had the EEG and I didn't mention that, or I did mention that the uh, neurologist wanted me to have better scans, um, an MRI with and without contrast on a newer machine. So, um, when she's also said about that tumor, she was like, Hey, 
you know, if it's what we think it is, I'll refer refer you to a neurosurgeon. If it could be, if it could have metastasized, we're sending you to MD Anderson, point blank. If you don't know about MD Anderson, it's one of the state-of-the-art, top-notch medical centers. I'll call it a medical center because it's so big. Uh, medical hospitals that uh, manage uh, cancer patients in Houston. Um, actually, I'd probably say around Texas, uh and maybe even um, people, I don't know where people fly in to come and get treatments here, but state of the art, people come to MD Anderson to get healed, to be cured, okay? And so she tells me that's where I would go if I had metastasized, uh, it was a metastasized tumor that they believe was cancerous. So um, she told me she would let me know, my doctor told me she let me know as soon as she found out something well um mind you she scheduled all this stuff so I go get MRIs and then the next day or so I get taped up wired up this white helmet uh for all over my head uh for my um EEG so that they can watch my brain scans and the person they had brought there to the house to like hook me up with all this stuff he ends up being super cool and realized that um, he's a musician at his church, whose church is kind of also uh, connected to my church. So it was like, like really cool. Like I feel like God is in and out through all of this stuff, like connecting people and connecting me to him. Even in the conversations that I'm having with him, I'm like, God, I was popping. Like I was having the best week. My skin looked good. My hair was coming out right, Lord. I know this is not the end for me. You have more for me. I know you do. You could not let this be the end, Lord. Lord, um, can we, um, I mean, I, you know, I have been kind of celibate and all. I I can't even have the sex anymore, you know. I'm not going to get to do that again. Like, this is the way I talk to God, honestly. This, honestly, this is how I talk to God. Like, I'm having all these moments with him. Like, what's up, you know. But he's aligning things along the way. This is just the way I talk to him, okay. So, anyway, I get this EEG thing. Um, I'm connected. I have, like, my head, whole head is taped up. I have, like, a helmet on. I have to wear it all weekend for, like, three days. They're recording me in my house just to see, you know, how I react if I'm having seizures and blah, blah, blah. At this point, I'm already on the seizure medicine. I'm already on the steroids. And um, 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 this day, my dad decides to FaceTime me of all days. And like, mind you, I don't feel bad at all. You know, I don't feel bad at all. And he sees me all wired up and stuff, and he's about to cry. And I'm like, no, 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 Dad. It looks way worse than it is. I'm fine. You know, I know I look crazy, but I'm okay. And he's just not well with it. So he starts to call me every day. And, of course, I'm still feeling guilty because I haven't told him anything. And so as soon as I get this EEG off, which is I have to wear this like for three days, I hurry up and wash my hair. I put on makeup and I call my dad on FaceTime so that he can see me um, looking like a human being again. And I'm like, look, I'm fine. Look, everything's great. So um, as my doctor promised, she did uh, put information in our uh, patient portal as soon as she found out um the information the results from my MRI scans. Oh, uh one more thing. Well, the person who injects me with uh my contrast, 
Like we are like talking to chat and she encourages me to get on TikTok because she's like, you just seem like, you know, a lot and it'd be great for you to like share info and blah, 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 which is cool because I already, you know, the podcast is already in my head, right? I have a TikTok page, but I haven't learned to tick or talk. I am starting to age on some of this technology stuff. I'm like, I still haven't figured out my TikTok page. Maybe I'll get with my little niece and she can help me through. Maybe we can do some TikToks together, matter of fact. And anyway, and so, uh, you know, this is just how the relationships are like flowing for me. It's like super cool. So my doctor does email, um, hit me up on the portal and says, yeah, it looks like what I think it is. So I'm referring you to a neurosurgeon. Yay. No MD Anderson neurosurgeon. So I'm going for surgery, but not um at this time not any cancer treatment right so at this point then I tell my dad and I asked him for forgiveness but like I I'm doing this for your own good you know how we can be or they could be parents tell you that kind of stuff um I was trying to do that as a child um trying to do it for his his good so anyway now my dad calls me every day too <laughs> just to make sure I'm okay and so um, he's in California. He's willing to fly down like that. I don't need you to fly down, especially in COVID season. I just need you to be chill. And so at this point, this is one of my longest conversations. I am going to stop it here. And then we can talk about my appointment with my neurologist next. Thank you for listening. Please follow, share, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your cousins, tell your co-workers to listen in. I've seen that my listeners are 